It's summertime. It's summertime. And the living is easy. But the conversation is always topical and lively. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Brought to you by WVU Medicine. Walking in the sunshine, sing a little sunshine song. Put a smile upon your face as if there's nothing wrong. Think about a good time had a long time ago. Think about barking about your worries and your woes. Walking in the sunshine, sing a little sunshine song. I love this song. I'm telling you, this is a great song for hour number three. Because sometimes by this time, Bob, you know, after we start out at 7 o'clock. We start out earlier, you and I do. And, and uh, you start even earlier than I do. And But the show starts at 7. Uh, you know, by this time, you can start to get that little bit of lull, right? And then Roger Miller comes in and starts singing, and I'm just, I'm all perked up and ready to roll again. Bringing sunshine into your life, my friend. Your life, my listeners. Uh, here on the Watchdog Morning Show. It's 9, 10, 10 minutes after the hour. 68 degrees, Wheeling, Ohio County Airport. 69 at the Highland. 68 uh, in Elm Grove. And 69 here at the Robinson Otter Group Studios, downtown Wheeling, in the heart of the Ohio Valley. Um, as we so often do, Bob and I were talking lunch during the, uh, during the break. I, I still have not tried the, uh, the, the, the hot dog, the Louis-style hot dog out at Uncle Pete's. I may have to give that a try this week. No, it's just like one day, right? Is, is it Thursday? Thursdays, okay. Thursdays, yeah. And, you know, I've been giving that way too much thought myself because, you know, I just didn't have lunch out there. Usually you and I, we take, what, two hours for yeah, lunch? That's, yeah. We sit there and we pretty much we get everything out there. Uh, I had a business lunch that day, and so I wasn't thinking as much as I w- normally would be. But you ordered the hot dogs. I did, and I've been thinking a lot about their sauce. And, and, and I thought more about it because, again, I get a lot. You're not going to believe how many people ask me, well, is it like Louie's or not? I, I've had the same thing, yeah. And, and after more thought is this. The sauce might be Louie's. You know, the more I think about how good their sauce is and the texture and everything is just like Louie's, if you can put the condiments together with that, you just might have the Louie's original hot dog. I got to give it a try. Maybe I'll go out and try some on Thursday or pick them up. Take Tell them, them we're talking about it, will you, Howard? I yeah. mean, come on. Come <laughs> I mean, on, Uncle Pete. <laughs> you know what I always say? They're not sponsors, but they should be. Um, but, you know, Nancy and I have been out there several times recently. Um Used to pick up all the time. Now we've been going in a couple of times. Now, I'll be real honest with you. The evening crowd tends to be, well, uh, how do I say this? Uh, old people, you know, uh, like Nancy and I. So uh, I guess we feel right at home come to think of it. Uh, but I, maybe Thursday I'll try. I'm going to give those a try. I told you I ran into a guy out at Uncle Pete's uh, Friday night, regular listener of the program. Uh, the guy who said <laughs> if, if he doesn't hear the opening song, he feels like he's missed his day, hasn't gotten started off to the right, the right way. Uh, and he was wondering, he asked me, well, about these hot dogs? You know, I want to try these hot dogs. So those of you that are uh, thinking about this, let me give you one last tip. Order, Slider advice. On Thursday, order the Louis hot dog. But you have to do more than that. If you want, just like Louis used to serve it up, tell them. Say, would you mind putting a little mustard on there? Light mustard. And onions. Diced onions. And then cover that all up with the sauce. Could you do that for me? And if they say yes, you just might have an original Louis hot dog. Now, you tried the other famous dog yesterday here in the Upper Ohio Valley. I did, and I love Ghoul's. Don't get me wrong, but I grew up on Louis. I don't have the same fondness 
for the Gula dogs like those Ohio boys do over there, Howard. You know, they speak of Gulas like we speak of Louis, and Bob, that's Bob, fine. Bob, to Bob, Bob Nay, Gulas is that's it. Is is like the palace on the hill. Yeah. And here's the difference: their sauce a little bit different. It's a little it's a watery, thinner, it's runner, a thinner sauce. Thinner yeah. sauce, yes, and and it's a sloppier sauce, and that's fine. That um, that's fine. I'm not putting it down. Where with Louis and this sauce now at Uncle Pete's, it's a it's a th- little thicker. The texture is more just like Louis. So. I think I think they have something. They just need to listen to you and I a little bit more, Howard. You know, the world would be a lot better off, quite frankly. I, let's be brutally honest about it. If the world would simply listen to us, better. especially about food, you can't miss. I mean, when it comes to food, uh, we 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 know we know it. We know it. We know it. I was thinking today, one of our other uh, places that we like to I like to pick up from. Um, I'm thinking maybe chicken rice soup from. Uh, the Hall of Fame Cafe. We love Angel, me. too. You Tell know. Angel we said hello. Yeah. I mean, I'm thinking about it. Uh, so I haven't had that chicken rice soup, which is the best soup in town. Uh, I have to be thinking about that for a while today. i got to figure out what to pick up. Uh, Teddy is with. Teddy was on vacation last week, so Nancy and I got to go to lunch wherever we wanted to go. Uh, Theodore is with us, and I love Teddy being in our house, but we tend to have to go to lunch. If we're going out to different places, he likes to go, Steak and Shake or Denny's or places like that. So, uh, or, or he likes to stay home and play. So we need to pick up, uh, maybe we'll pick up, maybe I'll pick up, uh, I can't pick up, maybe I'll pick up, I don't know. Before I get to my guest, though, talking about hot dogs. We started this show pretty hot and bothered. Jacked. I mean, meanly irritated. Uh, Bob was caught in it. I, I was able to avoid it. It was... An eight-hour traffic jam, complete standstill on I-70 and I-470 yesterday, beginning, uh, started with the Elm Grove exit and then going up to Two Mile Hill. It began to back up from Elm Grove all the way out to Washington Avenue, past Wheeling Hospital at some point. Uh, and, and 470 was backed up, up Bethlehem Hill, down Bethlehem Hill, over the bridge, and into Ohio. And nothing was moving. I saw the beginning of it at 10.30 when I went home yesterday, and I went to a meeting in the evening at 6.30, and the traffic was still backed up. So we, so this gigantic, and if you followed social media yesterday, everybody was just, I had an idea. There is this new thing, Midge's hot dog cart. You know what I'm talking about, Bob? I do. Well, it's like a push cart. Yeah. Midge, who used to be, uh, and maybe still is, but, but her primary function was... Uh, one of the cooks at the public market has opened up this hot dog cart. It's a push cart. And she's, she brought it because there's so much construction going on out here on the streets that she's, you know, selling the hot dogs to the construction workers who just want to grab a couple dogs and get back to work. I thought to myself, what a great opportunity for her. Just go up and down the 7470 with your push cart. She made a fortune yesterday. Made a fortune. Everybody said, well, I guess I'm stuck here. Yeah, give me two dogs. Give me three dogs. Put some light mustard on it. <laughs> I know it'll work for me and Jerry Ames. We just cooled down a little bit yeah, if we had a couple hot dogs there to eat. But Midge, I'm just giving you advice because she just got started. She just began this cart, I think, last week. Uh, and I know that you're, you know, she was, at, uh, I think, at a couple of the festivals. And she's doing the, you know, feeding the street workers, or the, the construction workers and so on. But I'm telling you, keep an eye out on the traffic, Midge. You know, you could uh, you could make some money off of that. All right, Donald Trump indicted again, this time in Georgia, time number four. I hear all the time from the Trump campaign and Trump cultists 
that he is being treated unfairly. It's unfair what they're doing to Donald Trump. Came across an article recently in uh, The Conversation, a newsletter that I frequently read, and in it it said, oh, Donald Trump is being treated unfairly. And I thought to myself, oh, I'm not sure I buy this, but let me read it. Oh, these two authors made a pretty strong point. Russell Gold is one of them. He's coming up with us next here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Hey there, Dave Weekly here. Metro News Hotline presents what's trending in sports, music, movies, tech, television, and more from a Mountain State point of view. Renowned local and national guests pepper the daily lineup with authoritative insights and commentary on a wide variety of topics from West Virginia high school sports to the financial markets. Join the fun. Every day, Coop and I dip into irreverent discussions with calls, texts, tweets, the question of the day, and the always popular in or out. Metro News Hotline, weekdays from 3 to 6 on Metro News, the voice of West Virginia. Why? Just think about it. Why is the number one selling brand of chainsaws not sold at Lowe's or the Home Depot? We can give you over 10,000 reasons. That's how many authorized local steel dealers you can find across the country. Visit one and you'll find a range of dependable gas and battery powered tools from trimmers to blowers. And you'll find service from experienced professionals. Real steel. Find yours at steelusa.com. Lowe's and Home Depot are trademarks of their respective companies. Hello, it's John Kozik, founder and president of TurboTrack Realty, and I buy houses as is fast for cash. Call me today for an all-cash offer on any of your properties, and we can close within days at 614-470-2000, 614-470-2000. Do you own a property that's outdated and needs thousands of dollars in repairs? Great, I'll buy it. Give us a call today for an all-cash offer at 614-470-2000, 614-470-2000. For seventy two thousand, would it be convenient for you if you could simply take what you wanted and leave the rest behind? Great, I'll buy it. I buy vacant properties, inherited homes, divorce situations, death in the family, apartment buildings, rental portfolios. I even buy my tenant won't pay me the rent houses. Call TurboTrack Realty today for an all cash offer and speak with one of our friendly staff members at 614-470-2000. The National sales event is on at your Toyota dealer. So stop in and check out Toyota's wide range of all-wheel and four-wheel drive vehicles, like a sporty Camry or a stylish Corolla, both with great MPGs. Or test drive a new RAV4, Highlander, or Corolla Cross, each with plenty of cargo room. And be ready for any summer adventure. Visit buyatoyota.com, the official website for deals. Hurry, offers end September 5th. Toyota, let's go places. Spend your summer mornings with us. News, information, conversation, controversy, and fun. The Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Brought to you by WVU Medicine. I know there is a rainbow for me.
Gopher music theme of the day today is rainbows. And we've had some pretty good uh, songs, beginning with uh, the song I used to sing to my kids at night, The Rainbow Connection, and continuing through with some pretty good stuff here. 920 on the Watchdog Morning Show. A uh, quick tra- check of traffic for you because we've been, uh, well, uh, complaining a lot about the traffic from yesterday. Uh, I'm looking at all the traffic cams around the Ohio Valley. Uh, I do not see any backup forming yet uh, out in Elm Grove. Traffic is flowing th- freely, freely there. I-470 seems to be flowing freely to Mile Hill. Uh, not even a lot of traffic on to Mile Hill, let alone uh, any backup there. So traffic uh, flowing freely there as well. So uh, now, yesterday morning, 1030 was the beginning of the backup. So I'll give you one final check before we leave here at 10 o'clock. Big story of the morning, of course, Donald Trump indicted yes, yet, yet again, his fourth indictment, uh, this time in Georgia. It's a state indictment. That is an important thing to point out. Uh, and this is in conjunction with uh, trying to illegally overturn the 2020 election loss in Georgia specifically. As I mentioned, fourth criminal case to be brought against the former president. And the second one actually to involve um, the results of the, of, the, of the 2020 election, his attempt to overturn that. One of the things that we will hear today, I'm sure, from Trump supporters and others maybe, uh, and we have heard all along, is that Donald Trump is being treated unfairly. And I came across an article recently, as I mentioned, uh, taking a look at that issue. Russell Gold was one of the folks who uh, co-authored the article. He's an associate professor of law at the University of Alabama, teaches courses in criminal law, criminal procedure, practice law, and he's with us this morning. Professor, good morning. Welcome to the show. Sorry to keep you waiting, but I'm glad you're here with us. Good morning. Thanks so much for having me on. So it was an interesting approach that you took to the article. I, I see a headline that says, Donald Trump, is he being treated unfairly? Um, and your answer is, surprisingly to me, yes, he is being treated unfairly, correct? Yes, he is being treated unfairly, um, but but not in the way that, that people think when they read that, that bit of the headline, right? So what's um, the uh, the answer is he's gotten special treatment in the way that he has been notified in advance of the allegations against him. Um, I mean, folks who've been paying attention to this in the press have certainly been well aware of the potential for any indictment coming down long before it's happened. I mean, we've been talking about a target. We've been talking about a potential indictment this summer in Fulton County, Georgia, for months now. Right. Um, so, you know, all the public uh, conversation, but also formal target letters from the Department of Justice, early warnings that a potential criminal case is coming. Um, that's that happens sometimes in white collar cases, for sure, um, but certainly not the norm for criminal cases across the country, um, as, as people can probably well imagine. Uh, most folks aren't warned in advance that they might be arrested and charged with a crime wouldn't, um, or even just, you know, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, but, but, but wouldn't it be fair to say that this is a special case? You say not in all cases, but in some cases. Uh, this is a this is a very unusual case. This is a former president of the United States, and do not the judges and prosecutors have to trod a little more carefully than they would if, well, sadly, if it was you or me? Uh, I mean, I think to some extent that is right. They they do have to, to tread more carefully, uh, in part because people are watching. But but our take on that, um, Professor Robertson at, at Boston University, my co-author on the piece you mentioned, uh, our take on that is. We should look carefully at how Trump is being treated and think about how that gives us a sort of a model for how lots of defendants could be treated, right? If Trump is getting fairer treatment, and I believe that he is, 
then then that's a really important insight for how we should treat lots of people. I mean, I think some people come with the instinct of uh, just treat them like everybody else. And that's not our view. Our view is, hey, wait a minute. What if we treat everybody else the way that Trump's been treated? And and you're right. I mean, there's benefit to the government of of laying these things out in detail. There's benefit to the government of the what the 98-page indictment from Fulton County yesterday that lays out in great detail the nature of the allegations. That's not the norm. I wish it were. I wish indictments really did lay out all of the details of the case that a defendant is faced with. That sure feels like due process to me. There was not even a a typical processing when he was arrested and arraigned. I mean, uh, you know, the mug shots and the, and the fingerprinting and so on was done in kind of a different way than, than most of us are. We never saw any mug shots with him against that, you know, the lines with the height on the, on the back of them or anything right. of, that, of that nature. Um, but if, were you or I to be uh, arrested, arraigned, even other white-collar criminals, criminals usually uh, we see that. The other thing I'm wondering about, Professor, is um, the issue of, I don't say incarceration, but yeah. normally uh, a defendant, frequently, I won't say normally, frequently even white-collar defendants are put in in a cell for a period of time. Uh, Trump, that was never even an option, apparently. Yeah, this is, uh, to my mind, the single most important difference uh, in in the cases against Trump is that he's not detained pretrial. Uh, and you're right that, that a lot of people are detained before their trial. And across much of the country, uh, that question ends up turning on whether someone can afford to pay bail, uh, although that is improving and changing. Uh, but even if you look at a really similar case, right, the Air Force Reservist uh, in Massachusetts made the argument in court quite explicitly. I'm charged with crimes under the Espionage Act for um, violating, for revealing confidential documents. Those are the same charges Trump faces. Uh, he's not detained. I shouldn't be detained either. And when you think about pretrial detention, it's supposed to be about two different things. It's supposed to be about um, ensuring that people appear for court. Um, or preventing them from fleeing the jurisdiction, depending on how you think about it, uh, and uh, preventing them from committing crimes in the meantime. And, you know, uh, the in the Teixeira case uh, in Massachusetts, they laid out this fairly clear argument that, wait a minute, Trump has all these resources. If you're worried about somebody potentially fleeing the jurisdiction, he's the one, he's got means to do it. Uh, and, and certainly there's lots of reasons to think he doesn't want to do that, right? He's running for president. Um, there are ways in which this case is obviously... Uh, different and unusual. But um, but the fact that he, well, I mean, we can even not just, we'll look at the pretrial detention point, but also at the fact that, right, this indictment came out, came down yesterday, and he has, what is it, 10 days to decide when to surrender to authority. Yeah. Like, uh, as, you know, many of your listeners probably imagine, you don't usually get a 10-day warning before you're, before you're locked <laughs> hey, up. Hey, when would you like, when would you like to come in? Yeah. You know, when would you like to come, come see know. us? Like, do you want to, yeah, exactly. Um, that's, you know, there are ways in which that treatment is pretty good. Obviously, it doesn't make sense in all cases. Um, but it's not the norm, right? I mean, that's, that's not how policing and, and arrests and charging usually go. You know, I, I do understand that it is unlikely at this stage. Now, you know, he's got now four indictments against him. Three of them are federal and several of them are heavy indictments, what I would call heavy indictments. At some point, I wonder if the crush of all of this will get to him. 
but it's probably unlikely he's going to flee. He's going to, you know, go somewhere else. But I, I you know, I always say on the show, uh, Professor, all I know about the legal system is what I see on Law and Order. That's where I get. <laughs> that's that's how I learn this stuff. But it seems to me that very often when you have a high-profile, high uh, net worth uh, client, white collar client, you usually at least say, uh, "Turn in your passport," which I don't believe was right. the case here. Yeah, I haven't. Uh, I'm not aware of that. If that's happened, I'm. I, so I think that's right. I mean, it. You know, it just. And I, I gather that that it's based on this assumption that look, he's running for president. It doesn't make any sense to imagine that he's going to try to leave the country. Um, but, but yeah, one never knows. Um, <laughs> I, I would certainly wouldn't expect that sort of thing, but uh, no, but you're but, right. I mean that you know surrendering a passport, those kinds of things. I mean even thinking about um, Sam Bankman-Fried, who uh, was not detained originally, was under house arrest um, under allegations over um, a cryptocurrency, right? And then eventually the judge was like, "Yeah, no, you <laughs> this isn't working out. Right? right, you're not following these conditions." Um, but and, and that's a sort of middle ground. Let's talk. Let's talk about what happens. What could happen next? Because he's already been given a protective order uh, to not uh, use social media or campaign rallies to uh, intimidate witnesses or the judges or prosecutors. Not to release evidence. Uh, most evidence in this case. There's some exceptions they they gave there. And yet he's already surfed close to the edge of that. What happens? If Donald Trump just simply, and he has said out loud, he will not follow that order. What happens if he doesn't? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not even sure surf close to the edge is what's happened. It seems to me he may have already gone well past it. Um, so, I mean, what happens is what does the judge want to have happen? Uh, and and some of the potential answers are detention, right? Some of the potential answers are putting him in custody if you cannot stop Right. One of the points of pretrial detention is to stop people from uh, undermining the integrity of the process, committing other crimes or intimidating witnesses. That's actually an extremely compelling, sensible reason for, for pretrial detention. So that's probably the answer that, that's sitting there if a judge wants it. I, I mean, I'm confident that no judge wants to do that or we would have seen it already. Um, but... But, yeah, I mean, pre-trial detention and no, you don't have any access to social media or campaign rallies. If we have to, to protect the integrity of a trial, obviously that'd be a huge step in the, in the prosecution of a former president, which is, of course, already a thing we don't have precedent on. But, again, you um, talk about special treatment. If I was um, – if I had been arrested uh, – indicted, arrested, and arraigned on charges and in the process I had also been given a protective order saying you cannot – try to intimidate prosecutors or judges, and I then went out on my social media page and said that the judge who issued that very order uh, is, I'm trying to think of all the phrases he used about her, is a liar, is ugly, is, you know, is, is, uh, uh, is a pawn of Joe Biden, whatever. If I went and said that, I think somebody would come and knock on and say, excuse me, you violated the order, time for you to go, to go and see the judge again. And I just wonder if that's going to happen. Yeah, I think you're you're spot on. I mean, that would be the basis for contempt charges, and and the the likely outcome would be pretrial detention, and that that would happen to probably just about anyone on on these sorts of facts, on trying to intimidate uh, and obstruct the process. Right, that is the kind of thing that 
you know, we can go back and forth about is this person really a flight risk? How likely are they to commit some other crime? But like they're actively trying to undermine the legal process in their own case is about as compelling a reason as there would be. And you're right. Anybody else uh, would be locked up for that. And, you know, it's clear to me the judge doesn't want to have to do that or it would have happened already. Um, well, uh, look, but, we, we, you and I can yeah. sit here and talk. You're, you're a lawyer and, and a legal professor, and we can all talk about the legalities of this and what's the right thing to do legally. There is a very realistic other side to this, which is uh, I, the judge has to be thinking about if I were to put Donald Trump in a jail cell, what kind of response will we get from his supporters? I don't want to go too far over the edge on this, but we saw what yeah. happened on January 6th. Uh, so, you you know, they're, 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 it's you got, she's got to be thinking outside the legal system as well. She's got to be thinking, well, normally I would grab this person and I would have the, the, uh, the court officers bring him in and lock him up, uh, put him in front of me, and then tell him you did wrong and I'll lock him up for a day. you got to be careful because of the, the external circumstances here. Yeah, I think that's absolutely right. I mean, we've seen um, the way that passions and support of Donald Trump have led to massive political violence. And and so I think that's right. Everything around this uh, is sort of cast in a shadow. I don't know that any judge can totally avoid that. And I don't know that um, at various points in this process, we're not going to see very serious risks of political violence. Um, yeah. But but you're right. I, I mean, I have to think if I'm a judge, I don't want any more of that than absolutely necessary. Right. I don't. Uh, it makes sense to me in terms of the practical considerations in the making lemons lemonade out of lemons category. I, I do think you, you, you and your co-author made a pretty good argument in the in your article that at least some of the way Trump is being treated, quote, unfairly maybe it should simply be the way most people are treated. Maybe maybe we're too harsh on traditional uh, criminal defendants. Now, I think clearly there's some examples where Trump is, goes over the pale and needs to be treated more harshly. But maybe he should. What's, the way he's being treated should be more of the norm for the rest of us. Yeah, I mean, that is, that's pretty squarely what we think about, uh, about a lot of the way he's being treated. Uh, and, and some of the work I do in my own... Um, scholarship is to look at the civil legal system and the ways that we better protect people and companies who have been sued than we do people who have been arrested. So, um, I mean, I think this is exactly right. We, we detain far too many people when they've been arrested and charged with a crime before they've ever been convicted. And it makes it extremely hard for them to defend themselves. Um, it makes it harder for them to access their lawyers, uh, they get all sorts of pressure to plead guilty, especially when you talk about low-level crimes with, with shorter sentences, typically misdemeanors. Often the, the offer, the plea offer is, well, plead guilty now and you get out. Or you, know, you, can, you can choose not to plead guilty. You can choose to avail yourself of your constitutional right to go to trial. But you're going to sit in jail for two years before you can do that. Uh, and, and that's a system that makes no sense at all. Uh, and so, you know, if Trump is giving us an instance of even when there are very strong facts that suggest someone should be incarcerated before trial, actually, maybe we can do without that sometimes um, and much perhaps much more often. So that would be a huge one. And for us, um, 
the nature of these indictments, um, I think, is extremely important for the public to see, right, the very detailed allegations in these, um, particularly in these federal indictments, although actually, no, not just, because the Fulton County uh, indictment last night was incredibly detailed, too. It's really good for the public to see, but it's also fair for a defendant to have notice right at the outset of the case of the allegations against them so they can defend themselves. And that is not at all the norm. Indictments are so often just like defendant (laughs) has has committed this crime with these elements on this day. That's 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 a really good point. Um, You know, again, all I know is what I see on Law and Order. But um, (laughs) very often an indictment comes down and it's in such generic phrases that Attorneys have to wait for the formal discovery process to sift through things to figure out exactly what it is that's out there. Uh, we at least have a pretty good sense uh, in most of the indictments now against Trump of what the actual charges are, where they came from, who potential witnesses might be, why they drew this conclusion, which I would think, first of all, makes it easier for the defense to begin to get a better idea of how they're going to handle this uh, and for the public to have a better sense of why these charges were brought. Yeah, I think that's exactly right. And, you know, uh, I don't know that I want I don't want Donald Trump to have some unfair advantage in having notice of the allegations against him so he can defend himself. I want everyone to have that advantage of knowing the allegations against them. I mean, you're right about the the sort of very boilerplate uh, rote nature of most indictments. And Defendants should should get to know that they should get to know all of the facts that the government is alleging against them so they can build their defense. Uh, And and you mentioned the discovery process. Discovery in criminal cases in most jurisdictions um, is extremely sparse. Um, It's nothing like the sort of discovery that that folks might be familiar with if they worked in civil cases. And uh, I mean, you know, at one point in my career, uh, I worked at a big law firm and we represented largely primarily large corporations involved in civil litigation. And, you know, there we have all sorts of discovery tools at our disposal, right? You take depositions, you send requests for documents, um, you send interrogatories, right, which are uh, requiring the other side to answer questions in writing under oath. There's there's none of that in, in criminal cases. And indeed, even the government has to disclose certain bits of evidence, including um, under Supreme Court case called Brady, material right. exculpatory evidence. But often that comes so late that on the eve of trial that it, it really – how do you prepare your defense that way? Um, it makes no sense. And, and it's true that some states do this better. Uh, but, but even in the best of scenarios, criminal discovery is much too sparse to give defendants a, a fair chance at, at uh, responding to the allegations against them. And, and the Trump cases are really showing us that we actually could do this differently, right? There was this long back and forth in the Florida case about trial scheduling. And part of that back and forth was Trump's team saying, well, we need to sift through this more than a million pages of documents we've been given from the government. And we so, whoa, 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 wait a minute. That's a, that's a lot of evidence that he's been presented with well in advance. And that's great. Right. It would, should give you a heads up. Professor, I appreciate your time this morning. Uh, interesting perspective on things. Uh, Trump is being treated unfairly, but maybe uh, in some aspects of that, uh, the way he's being treated is the way more uh, criminal defendants ought to be treated. Um, not all the time. That's not my, I mean, my opinion. Not all the time. I think some of the times he's being treated 
I don't think he's getting a, a, a too too loose a deal, but uh, something we ought to learn from. I appreciate your time this morning. Good article. Thank you for joining me, uh, and I appreciate your being here. Uh, maybe we'll touch base again sometime. Sounds great. Thanks so much for having me on. Thank you. Russell Gold is a legal professor at the University of Alabama. Uh, a couple of uh, Trumpists are not happy with me having him on. Uh, the text lines are uh, getting a couple of things here. I'll share those with you. Coming up in a minute or two, but first let's get a final check of Ohio Valley headlines here at 940 in the morning on the Watchdog Morning Show from Taylor Long. Good Tuesday morning, everyone. I'm Taylor Long with your 7 News headlines on this August the 15th. Continuing coverage on a water main break that left many in Martins Ferry without water for much of Sunday evening and throughout some of yesterday. The break occurred on a 20-inch main water line near the old Wheeling Steel Plant on North 1st Street in Martins Ferry. Water service was lost to just about all the residents in the city. Crews worked through Sunday night into Monday repairing that line. A 48-hour boil order for the city has been put in place. As officials say that the line has been repaired, but water supply has been restored, and crews are still working on recharging many of the lines within the city. Now, if residents need water for drinking or cooking, they can bring their own containers to the ladder station on South 4th Street across from Unified Bank in Martins Ferry. And the West Virginia Fire Marshal's Office and several other agencies reportedly came to Ohio County to investigate Sunday night's fire and explosion at a Southwest Energy well pad in the Warwood area. The explosion in a so-called gas buster frack tank rattled windows for several blocks from the site at 1828 Cherry Hill Road just before 11 p.m. 27 workers were on site, two of whom were seriously injured. We have learned one was immediately flown to a Pittsburgh burn center. The second was treated locally, then also flown to a Pittsburgh hospital. Lou Vargo says there were three lines going into the tank and they were immediately shut down, as well as the pad itself, although the drilling rig was not affected. He says the operation will be down for several days during the investigation. And down in Wetzel County, community members once again packed the Wetzel County Board of Education meeting last night to reiterate their support for their local high school. Recently, there have been talks about the possibility of Payton City High School being consolidated and merged with Magnolia. Many Payton City residents do not want to see this happen and argued against it. No actions were taken last night. Stay with 7 News as we continue to follow the issue. That was a look at your headlines. Have a terrific Tuesday. I'm Taylor Long, working for you. Need a new suit? Looking for a good book? Searching for a unique gift? The Ohio Valley's premier shopping choice is the Highlands. Find jewelry, hot new tech, arts and crafts, over two dozen stores to visit. From Walmart and Target to Cabela's, Menards, Kohl's, and Old Navy. Plan a day out of shopping, dining, and entertainment at the Highlands. At the top of the hill off I-70. See it all online at hitthehighlands.com. Weekly here, Metro News Hotline presents what's trending in sports, music, movies, tech, television, and more from a Mountain State point of view. Renowned local and national guests pepper the daily lineup with authoritative insights and commentary on a wide variety of topics from West Virginia high school sports to the financial markets. Join the fun. Every day, Coop and I dip into irreverent discussions with calls, texts, tweets, the question of the day, and the always popular in or out. Metro News Hotline, weekdays from 3 to 6 on Metro News, the voice of West Virginia. Sunshine, swimming pool green grass and great conversation it's summertime and this is the watchdog morning show with howard monroe there were this many rainbow songs out there 
There's a few. Yeah, you got past the rainbow connection. I think I, well, sunshine, lollipops, and rainbows. I remember. Well, that. we got the big one. We're gonna we're gonna close with the biggest one. The Howard, biggest think about one? it. Biggest There's one even bigger. Oh, I know. Should I start singing it now? Well, save that, Howard. I'm sure we we, we want everybody to stay with us to the end. Okay. All right. I got you. I got you. Uh, some of you are not happy with my interview. Um, I thought it was really interesting because if you listen carefully to what Russell Gold said and his co-author as well. Uh, it is that Trump is being treated unfairly, but in some ways, what he is, the way he is being treated is the way more defendants should be treated. Uh, that he's being treated unfairly is getting a better deal, but uh, instead of saying he should be getting a worse deal, they're suggesting other defendants should get should be treated more like Donald Trump. So, but I, I thought it was worthwhile conversation, and I'm glad I did it. Uh, text line 304-214-1600, the Frio Stack auction service text line. For starters, and please understand, this is my texter saying these words. This is not, attention, any Secret Service agents. This is not from Monroe. Sure you want to read it, Howard? For starters, I wish Trump and Biden would die of a massive stroke. Okay. Uh, that was not me. But, Howard, you do seem to talk about Trump a lot more than to ever mention the Biden misgivings. I certainly do. I certainly will. A couple of reasons for that. Uh, first place, uh, the Trump uh, story is now well-documented, years' worth of investigations. I'm not just talking about the indictment investigations, but years' worth of looking into the claims he made about election fraud, which have just been proven over and over and over and over and over again not to be true. The, the, the amount of material against Donald Trump is, is large, and the, 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 the indictments are very detailed. Yes, I certainly am going to... Make a law, and he's a former president of the United States who is running for office again, and I'm making a big deal about that. With Joe Biden, with the issue of the Biden crime family, I love that phrase, the Biden crime family. You got the Trumps that literally are a mafia family, uh, the Biden crime family. There is no there there. At least I will say this there is no there there yet. Hunter Biden, maybe. Joe Biden, connected with Hunter Biden, yeah, you know, probably was just being kind to his kid and making some phone calls to say, hey, daddy's around. There is no there there. There is no Biden crime family that we have any sense of at all other than in the real, weird, weird world the Trumpins live in. So absolutely, absolutely. Now, having said that, let me be clear. I sure do wish Biden was not the Democratic nominee for president. I really would love someone else to be the Democratic nominee. So that was that text. And uh, let me see one more here. Uh, one-sided interview, one-sided justice, one-way Monroe. Okay. All righty. I'm getting a couple, too, Howard, that I cannot read on the air. You can't read them on the air? <laughs> you stirred them up with that uh, last interview, Howard, with oh, Russell. Really? What, what, what upsets them? Well, they're still coming in. <laughs> I, I think they're— uh... I think what it is, and, and I, I agree to some point, you are such a homer. You, you don't see the real story, the whole possible story with Joe Biden. I'm not saying that's for sure, but I believe that there's more to that. I think they were working together and they were trying to, to, to uh, turn up some money. Let that's me, my belief. I do not see any evidence of that, but let me, what did I say? There is no there there yet. Show me, it may well develop. I, I, will, I don't think it will. That's my belief, but I, don't, but I don't think it will develop. But right now it's just plain not there. So could, could there be more connection? Could there be more to be shown? Absolutely. Do we have any, at the moment, real public evidence of that? No. 
Uh, but I'm I'm certainly willing to hear more evidence. But when the caller says, "Well, you spend more time with Trump than Biden," I sure do because the number amount of evidence against Trump is large right now. Key phrase there right now uh, is Biden. You've even stirred him up down in the Carolinas, Howard. Oh, say good morning to Ed. Good morning, good Ed. Good morning. Good morning, sir. How are you? Let me check. Well, all my parts are in place, but I'm taking some flack here, pal. Are you helping yeah. me or hurting me? Well, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of surprised there's any Trumpers that listen to you because they usually listen to Fox and all their lies that they well, spew over the airs. <laughs> listen, even, even, even Trumpers know where to get good talk radio. That's true. That's true. Listen, what is the personal vendetta that Manchin has against Biden? I don't know that he's got a personal vendetta there. I think. Well, I, 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 th I think I think I think Manchin is aware that he's not well liked among. He's got to win in this state if he's if he's going to run for re-election, which I think he will, but he hasn't said he's going to. If he's going to run for re-election in the state, he has to differentiate 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 himself from the uh, the Washington Democrats, and the best way for him to do that is to. Um, is to uh, is to is to distance himself from Biden. Uh, I don't know that he's. Uh, well, I think he's got a vendetta I, I against him. The whole process of the uh, the first couple of years that Biden was in, everything that Biden tried to propose, Manchin was against. Everything. It wasn't anything he voted for, and now he wants to go on an independent line, which will probably pull votes from Biden, which means that goofball. May get reelected. Well, that's if he's not I mean, in prison. That, that that's that's a different issue, and and I think that's something that, that I, I don't think I I do not believe that Joe, that Joe Manchin would like to see Donald Trump reelected, and I think that probably will factor into his decision whether or not to run for, whether or not he wants to run for a third party or not. Um, but um, I, I I don't th I don't think he's got a vendetta against Biden. He has he has. Uh, supported Biden in several things, including the so-called Inflation Reduction Act. He was fine, came on board with that. Um, he 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 had criticized some other things, but he worked to try and make him better. I, I don't think I don't think that there, I don't think there's that. Sorry about that. Apologize. Well, do you, are you stuck in traffic? Are I'm you glad we didn't make out what he said, Howard. That might have been a problem. <laughs> oh golly! No, it just seems like everything. Every time you see. Mansion on on TV. He's just doesn't like Biden. I don't quite understand his well, theory. Again, he's maybe, trying. Maybe, what he what he what he needs what he needs to do what he wants to do and what he is doing is differentiate himself from quote Washington Democrats. And Biden is the the representative of the uh, of the Washington Democrats. Hey, Ed, I got to run. I got to break. I got to okay, get buddy. to. Always good talking to you, my friend. Please call again. It's my pleasure. See you later. Nine fifty ten till the hour on the Watchdog Morning Show. Who wants craft beer? Saturday, August 19th, the Mountaineer Brewfest, brought to you by Wheeling Island Hotel Casino Racetrack, is back at Wheeling Heritage Port, showcasing craft beers from West Virginia's finest brewers. With great food, live entertainment, and many more craft beer selections in our beer garden, it's a wild and wonderful time, and you don't want to miss out. Proceeds benefit the family service Upper Ohio Valley. Get your tickets now at mountaineerbrewfest.com. You want a hospital rising up? Up to the challenges of today's healthcare demands. WVU Medicine Wheeling Hospital delivers the right care close to home, developing new and exclusive services, recruiting top surgeons, featuring the highest level of orthopedic surgery, improving healing, rehab time, and outcomes. 
Offering innovative heart care through our WVU Heart and Vascular Institute. Establishing outstanding urology services with a highly experienced urologist and staff. Providing comprehensive, world-class women's health services. And equipping the WVU Cancer Institute at Wheeling Hospital with cutting-edge science for the highest standard of care. We embody the Mountaineer spirit, building upon strong traditions, moving forward with compassion. WVU Medicine Wheeling Hospital, delivering the right care at the right place at the right time. Barstool Rough and Rowdy Brawl returns to Wheeling's West Vaco Arena August 18th. Featuring up to 20 fights, including several five-round fights. Bobby Lights Out Lang, Michael Make It Happen Brown, Hot Wheels, Dwarf Champion Lightning, Jeremy Smith, The American Redneck, The Polish Hammer, Strawberry Cowboy, and more. It's Barstool's Rough and Rowdy Brawl August 18th at Wheeling's West Vaco Arena. Welcomed by Bush Light, the Wheeling Ohio County CBB, and Jill's Gentlemen's Club. Fighters and ring girls, sign up at joinrnr.com. Buy tickets at westvacoarena.com. He has his say, you can have yours. Text us or call us and join the conversation. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe, brought to you by WVU Medicine. theme of the day today has been rainbows uh, when Bob said the big one the big rainbow song to me the first thought I had was rainbow connection uh, sung by Kermit from the Muppets because that was the one I always think of and I sang that to my kids when they were little kids the rainbow connection but of course this is the big rainbow song somewhere over the rainbow skies are blue so uh, there you go. Listen, it is uh, with sadness and regret that I have to report as I check the traffic cameras Uh-oh. that um, not yet backing backed backed up, but it looks like they are beginning to back up uh, on 70 heading up to Mile Hill. So you can almost hear those chainsaws. Yeah, I think they're getting ready. Um, there have been a, some. I'm watching the traffic cams courtesy of WTRF TV seven WTRF.com, uh, and and they're starting just to slowly back up. Uh, a few minutes ago, they were actually backed up to the interchange. Now they've begun to move a little bit. Um, but uh, it is with sadness and regret that I report it looks like uh, there must be something going on up above there to bring us more of that miserable mess like we had yesterday. So I thought I would just share that with you right now. I am watching the cameras on your behalf. So keep, keep, keep aware of that if you're heading up towards Two Mile Hill. Maybe get up there now. Coming back down from the Highlands, not so bad. Bob Westfall's here from WTRF-TV. I've been watching these cameras all morning long, Bob, because of that miserable traffic tie-up we had yesterday. I'm keeping an eye on things. Uh, that's a great service you guys provide over at WTRF.com. Oh, yeah. I've talked about that uh, several times about when I'm getting ready to go home. Um, I'll pop on the uh, the app and look at the cameras to see what uh, which is better to go home, whether it's 470 or 70. Lately, it's been 470. 
Yeah, yesterday, what a mess that was. Eight hours worth of, tra- of almost standstill traffic on 70 and 470 heading east there. Um, I, I, re- I still don't fully understand what's causing the traffic tie-ups, but it, it, was, it was a gigantic mess yesterday, I can tell you that. Yeah, um, yeah, it's something we've been following. The Department of Highways has got a couple of notices out. So it uh, looks like it's going to continue for a few more days. So um, like do- you said, if you've got plans, uh, either bypass that area or uh, get there early. Yeah, you know, and again, check the traffic cams before you go. I've gotten to the habit where I tra- check. Before I go out anywhere, I check the traffic cams. I check Facebook to see if anybody's reporting any traffic problems. Um but the way traffic has been around here these days is better to do a little little prep work before you hit the road. Otherwise, you could find yourself in, in uh, long lines of traffic. Again, yesterday was just, I don't know what, the worst I've ever seen yesterday. Just the, the traffic began to back up on I-70 as I went home at 1030, and I went to a meeting at 630 in the evening, and it was still backed up. So yikesy, yikesy, yikesy. What else are you working on today? All right, some things that we're working on today. Uh, let's see here. Um, let's see where do I want to go? Buckeye Local Schools uh, created a autism room. Uh, I'm sorry, an autism unit. Um, this is for kids uh, that deal with autism. It's a new unit of Buckeye Local. They have a sensory room. Uh, they have counselors. Uh, so we're going to go up, check it out. Um, and see what they're doing that a lot of schools aren't doing. So Annalise is checking that out today. Cool. Uh, so while, while we're up there, we're also going to talk to the local police up there, talking about uh, we're about ready to get back to school, and uh, you need to slow down. You need to know where the uh, you know the school zones are. You know know what the speed limits are. I believe the speed limits, if I remember correctly, West Virginia is 15 in the school zone, and Ohio is 20. So, you know, it, it's different from state to state even. So you really need to know... Um, where the zones are, where they begin, where they end, and uh, watch out for the kids. I mean, it's it's going to be uh, back to school. Uh, Trinity um, Trinity and Morgantown came back today. We got a uh-huh. bunch coming back the rest of this week. Um, and by next week, about everybody's back by the middle of next week, I think. So, yeah. so we've got that. So we've got that going on. Uh, Jake McCluffy's going to Weirton. Weirton Veterans Group is going to receive a grant, ten thousand dollar grant. We're going to find out what that's all about and what they plan to use that for. So we've got that today. Uh, what else? Uh, healthcare leadership. This is going on at Wheeling University, uh, teaching students uh, about leadership within the healthcare unit. So we'll have that. And uh, Taylor talked to Wintersville today. Their uh, their taxes are caught up, uh, so they're excited about that. That means they can move forward with a lot of their issues uh, uh, when it comes to different projects within the community. So we've got that. Uh, of course, we're going to follow up, uh, see what we've got on Governor Justice. Uh, he was uh, out, of, uh, had uh, postponed events for a medical treatment, so we're going to follow up on that. Things got back problems, right? Yeah, uh, that's what we were. That's what we're under the impression for. And uh, uh, water is back on the Martin's Ferry, so they're under uh, what's left of a 48-hour boil order. So that's what we got. Sounds good. People can check things out on TV at noon, 5, 6, 10, 11, 5.30 for the statewide show. Also, uh, check out WTRF.com, where, among other things, you will find the traffic cams like I'm looking at right now. And right. keep Channel 7 in your pocket with the Storm Tracker 7 app and the news app. Bob, talk to you on Thursday. Have yourself a great yep. day. Talk to you later. Appreciate it. Hi, guys. And, uh, again, the traffic has not be- is not backing up, but it's not backed up, but it looks like it's beginning to back up right around I-70.
Uh, I'm guessing the next half hour or so, they'll get those damn saws out and start to trim the trees, and the next thing you go, will be backed up. Um, all right, I got to get out of here. Turn things over to Kirchwell. He's next, Mr. Slider. One of these days, hot dog days. Maybe Thursday. That sounds good. I'm going to try that uh, Uncle Pete's hot dog. I'll see you all tomorrow morning. We will see you all tomorrow morning at 7 o'clock. Wow.